1: It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith.
0: We're getting close. I know the people want to hear the full song as much as I do. We're about 180 subscribers away, I think, at this point. It hits a little different
1: on a Friday before game day, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, my about, like as I'm talking, my head is still just going right now. With the how about this? Do you wanna
1: wanna just keep that feeling going, right? TJ Watt today, practice after practice, quote, I cannot wait to see Steelers Nation in Acre Shore this weekend. I am so excited. It's been way too long.
0: There we T. go, Watt, wow. not the
1: world's most emotive man. I actually made him yeah. laugh by making fun of that fact today. Um <laughs> but ah that'll get you going right like yeah
0: absolutely let's do it and me being one of those fans man that makes me a little bit even more juiced up than i already was to be back in there so uh well wait a minute hold on back 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 up welcome in to steelers afternoon drive i'm zachary smith that's alan saunders um today's a big day on the show alan it was a big day over at the site with prediction stuff season-long prediction stuff obviously week one here we saw thursday night football go down we got san fran coming into town this week for the first Steelers home opener first time they've opened up at home since 2014 i mean this is pittsburgh feel good right now um so let's get into some prediction stuff for the season uh like i said you guys you nick derek diving into season-long prediction stuff over at the site which i will put the stuff in the description of the show by the way also before we do any of this subscribe like hit that notification bell comment down below check the description you'll see stuff on the site there alan where do we go here
1: well i think i want to start with Derek's stuff because i think it's like good kind of back and forth talking points i mean my prediction is more of a what do i think they're going to do and we can certainly mm-hmm. talk about that and i guess i'll kind of justify it but i think Derek uh his he so he was coming out with some bold predictions right bold. and i think his are bold right he has a steelers player that is not tj watt winning the defensive player of the year mink mm-hmm. as the defensive player of the year predicts our Derek yeah. bell boldly smitty what do you think
0: uh, So, what's funny is looking at that, right, with the three that it is, I don't want to spoil the three that it is quite yet. I actually think that's the least likely of the three to happen. Um, Looking at them. Now, Manko Fitzpatrick, obviously, I think he could put the stamp for people that maybe still have somebody else as the number one safety in the league. I think this could be the year that he puts the stamp that he is that guy. Um, but for a safety to win defensive player of the year, I feel like that's a bit tougher to do than an edge rusher. Um, so that's why I, I tend to always lean that position on the defensive side of the football. Like For a safety to do it, man, he's going to have to be like at least seven picks. I mean, probably more than that. A couple pick sixes in there. Like I, I can't imagine the impact that he's going to have to have in order to win defensive player of the year.
1: Uh, was the last one to do it, Troy Polamalu? I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's not an easy position to win defensive yeah. Player of the year from. I am skeptical of the idea of making Fitzpatrick winning defensive Player of the year. But I think it's very possible that he ends up with being the Steelers player that gets the most votes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. could he have a year? Like, if he has another year like he had last year, or maybe even a little bit better, like, I think he could start to get into that conversation. I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he could start to get into that conversation. TJ, it's much more cut and dry, right? He just has to have more sacks than Bosa and Garrett. Like, if he does, then he'll probably be right there. If he doesn't, he probably won't have a chance. And so, like, TJ could have a very good year. You know, I don't know, 17 sacks or something like that. But if he's in third place on that list, he's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year, right? Like, it's he's much more about what the other people around him are doing, where Minka, I think, has the opportunity to, like you said, really, I think, eliminate all doubt. as like he is that dude as the best safety in the NFL. I don't think he'll win it, but I think he can get some votes. I think he can be up there on the leaderboard um, for sure. That's a very bold prediction. I don't think I agree with it, but I think I could see Minka finishing ahead of TJ in the voting. I think that's possible.
0: Yeah, I think it's fair.
1: Next up, George Pickens leads the NFL in 20-yard receptions and doubles his 2022 touchdown total. Okay, so that would mean leading the NFL in 20-plus-yard
0: receptions. Who did he put in there who did that last year and how many it was? Or we don't know. I'm just trying to get like a baseline to go based off of The touchdowns would be eight if he were to double his touchdowns. So, I think that's realistic.
1: I think uh, eight touchdowns feels doable. Justin Jefferson had the most catches with 20 plus receiving yards, 128 of them. Not sure. I'm uh, nah, not sure I see Dickens <laughs> doing better than that. And I don't that, know that okay, Jefferson's so going to fall off that much.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would say George is going to have 128. I mean, I mean, George did not even
1: lead the Steelers last year. Deontay Johnson had the most receptions over 20 yards on the Steelers last year, with 86.
0: Like, I I, you're getting really like nitpicky here, but like, if it maybe 20 air yards receptions, I don't know.
1: Okay, maybe yeah, maybe 20 air yard receptions, maybe, but not. Not this. Not not the
0: touchdowns, the touchdowns I
1: can double in the touchdowns, with. I think, yeah. is easy. I don't I don't see him catching Justin Jefferson with all due respect. Uh other rest of the top five there was uh Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, Austin Eckler. I would not have uh had him there and he was tied with CeeDee Lamb, who makes a lot of sense. That's a player mm-hmm. that now look, CeeDee Lamb was right just over a hundred. I could see George getting into that territory. I just don't think he can pass Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I agree. Like, right there in that same about level, you've got Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Godwin, Devontae Adams, Devonta Smith, DK Metcalf. Like, those feel like George's contemporaries at wide receiver, at least if he lives up to his potential. Justin Jefferson is a different kind of animal. So is Diggs, so is Kelsey, so is Hill.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: But these are bold predictions, so... Yeah. Alex Highsmith makes his first pro bowl appearance.
0: Yeah. So my question with this one would be, it's going to be tough for him to do it opposite of TJ watt, who made the pro bowl last year, despite missing the time that he did only having five and a half sacks on the season. So the name notoriety of TJ watt and Alex Highsmith, I still feel like there is another level there. Like I still think he's very much learning the position and isn't a refined product yet. Um, I think there is still more for him to give there, and it very well could be this season. He could have his best season in the NFL. I just don't know that across from TJ Watt, he's going to get that respect. Like uh, the Pro Bowl too. Pro Bowl voting is very different than all pro. Yes. I I don't. Yeah, I don't. So I can't see it. I can't see a player opposite of TJ Watt being voted to the Pro Bowl.
1: Okay, let me put it to you this way. Last year, the two starters were Matt Judon and Khalil Mack. For the AST, Okay. An outside linebacker. Which is dumb because, you know, they don't even play like the same kind of scheme that the Steelers do. Watt was the first reserve, and then Watt didn't play. And I'm not sure who else didn't play. There were two alternates, replacements, which were Matt Milano and Bradley Chubb. Matt Milano is, like <laughs> not an outside linebacker. I don't yeah. I guess he is technically an outside linebacker in Buffalo's defense, but like, come yeah. on. Now, could Alex Heisman be better than Bradley Chubb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he can. Yeah. Maybe like, that's the so situation, a situation then where it's, it's, such it's like a TJ weird makes it. Where it's out. like it all depends on how many guys, you know, how many alternates do you need? You know, how many mm-hmm. guys aren't gonna play. I don't know. Three edge rushers, three outside line, it's not edge rushers, right? Because the ends were Garrett Crosby and Trey Hendrickson. You know, it's it's so this is this is where like they're dumb. They're not like th- there's there's two positions here. There's edge rusher and there's linebacker. There's not defensive end and outside linebacker and inside linebacker. There aren't three. Okay, like and and so they should probably fix that and it would be a lot more sensible. That's what they do for the All Pro, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he could get in there as like an alternate type. I think like yeah. if if it's TJ Judon Mac. And one of those guys gets hurt, or Milano, whatever, um, he can get in there, I think. But th- this one, I think, is the most likely of the three.
0: I would agree. Yeah. Unless we're able to split that Pickens one into two different
1: things. Yeah, yeah, it's and. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is a three. So I mean, look, they're bold predictions. I think there's a path to each of them, but uh, I'm skeptical. We shall see. Um, very quickly, just want to touch base. Chris Ward did a really nice job of uh, you know, sort of aggregating some national predictions. Mm-hmm. So a couple things in here caught my eye. Um, Peter King only predicted the Steelers to go nine and eight, but said they would make the playoffs and that they beat out the Dolphins and Chargers to get the seventh seed. Now, i I guess that means he has the Jets in and the Ravens in maybe. Um, But uh, he wrote, do you know how tough it is to keep Tua Tagovailoa and Justin Herbert out of the playoffs? Can he pick it as a top 12 quarterback by December? I feel like that is actually bolder than some of Derek's predictions. Like, (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Top 12 laughs>
1: yeah. quarterback by December like that's a big yeah. I mean he was not a top 24 quarterback last December that is a fairly large jump in his uh in his play I, that's interesting to me I, I think that's
0: I want to ask you then yeah. how you would view the Steelers season if that happens so they go nine and eight get in as the seventh seed regardless lose to Kansas City obviously in Peter King's prediction here um but you find out that answer about kenny pickett and he is you know that type of guy where you're talking about him being a top 12 quarterback is that a success for the steelers
1: i don't know because i don't understand how kenny pickett can be a top 12 quarterback and they only win nine games they won yeah. nine games yeah. he was a <laughs> That's bottom true. eight was he a bottom eight quarterback <laughs> like did tj watt came hayward and Micah fitzpatrick all get into a car accident like all three of them just drove into each other in the parking lot like a circus thing and then mm-hmm. like the whole defense falls apart like i'm not even yeah. sure the scenario that was. So happen-
0: Alex Highsmith made the Pro Bowl when you <laughs> Yeah, right. Too.
1: Yeah, but. exactly. Yeah, Alex Highsmith makes the Pro Bowl in that scenario. Uh, but Minka does not win defensive player of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I can't see Kenny being that good and instead of being that bad, their schedule's easy. They're playing a bunch of bad teams. I think people have this idea of like where the Steelers should be compared to their AFC opponents. And that mm-hmm. feels like it's right to me. But they don't play any of the good teams in the AFC. They play the Bengals twice, the Ravens twice, and Jacksonville at home. And every other AFC opponent they have is bad. A couple of them are they, – they play Houston – two of their road games are Houston and Indianapolis, which are probably the two worst teams in the AFC. That's two of their road games. They have possibly the easiest schedule you can have in terms of AFC games. So, yeah, the AFC is good, but the Steelers aren't playing the good ones. And so I think there's this disconnect there where we're we're looking at them compared to the league but not looking at the schedule. Um NFC West
0: which like you know the Cardinals and Rams two bottom Cardinals five rosters. Are tanking.
1: And, I don't yeah. know what the Rams are doing but they're not good. Yes, the 49ers opening is tough. Yes, Seattle at Seattle's probably hard but like man that it just uh it doesn't yeah. it doesn't uh, it, I, here's here's the other way though man luke lindholm of sports illustrated who by the way who the frick is luke lindholm i don't know like <laughs> do you ever <laughs> I, I, hear this I, guy? Look,
0: no 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 when i looked at the article it was literally the first time that i've seen this name so
1: yeah i i i don't know who this guy is so maybe we're clowning a clown which makes us a clown but Pittsburgh's win total has been set at eight and a half games which seems a tad bit high in our opinion it is the number one over bet win total in all of the NFL right now. <laughs> I, like, how does it seem a tad high? Uh, we, we still believe the Steelers will underperform and fall short of a winning season. This team is very young, and most of their key players are still in their second and third seasons in the league, while other teams in the division, such as the Bengals and Ravens, have stocked up on veteran talent to make a playoff push. Seven and 10. Luke Lindholm. Who, who, who's we? Is that the entire sports illustrated? Like I guess, one I guy that has his name on it, but he says, we, <laughs> I, I don't know. Luke, Luke, Lindholm, Look. there is no frigging way that is happening. None. 0% chance. They're going seven and 10. Unless like the, the little three way car accident is like all three of the Steelers quarterbacks or something. And Tanner yeah. Morgan is out here starting 17 games after he, you know, pull him off his couch. And Tanner Morgan could win eight, get out of here
0: nonsense <laughs> i, most, I of the do, rest,
1: most of the I do rest think of it's interesting, seem, though. seem normal funny. reasonable i wanted training.
0: to mention on luke's though real quick because what was it you said about the Bengals and ravens stocking up on veteran talent
1: i mean the ravens got obj i guess what he's talking about there i don't know who the Bengals got they lost people they lost their yeah. their star safeties like they're, they're the core of their defense is gone who did they get they got nobody did they sign For, a free orlando agency?
0: brown Orlando Brown the yeah, tackle. Yeah they did get Orlando yeah.
1: Brown yeah okay I guess they got one but I mean.
0: But I don't I don't know like yeah
1: I think no. um, I think Cincinnati is due to have a crummy season I'm not saying they're not a good team I'm just saying it's very hard to be like if you look at the Steelers um seasons right there's you know there's like some really good years where it's like, oh, they went, you know, 13 and three, you know, 15 and one. And then there's like a 10 and five in there where they're just like, yeah, they're good. Uh, They're going to be in the playoffs, but they're not like unbeatably good. You know, oh my God, whatever, you know. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's, I think that, I think they're due for like one of those, like, Good team that surprisingly has to work their way into the playoffs kind of seasons.
0: Yeah, I, I think you that makes sense. Also,
1: greatness over multiple regular seasons like that—it's just really hard.
0: Also, like not saying it can't be broken, but like historically going back to the '90s, the AFC North—you've seen teams win it in like two-year stretches, right? Like if you're going to win back to—it's back to it's back. It's never back to back to back. Yeah. Like somebody else always rises to the top. At least again, not saying the Bengals aren't a playoff team or the best team in the division, but actually winning the division title is it hasn't happened more than two
1: years in a row since the nineties. The Steelers won it uh four years in a row from ninety four to ninety seven. Yep. And then like like in the 70s. And I think the Browns won it a bunch in a row in the 80s, too, if I remember correctly. But uh yeah, no, that's a very good point. So I mean, look, so most of the rest of the predictions were kind of normal. I just wanted to highlight those those two that I thought were interesting. Let's get to mine. Since we did kind of start to talk about the schedule, and that's, you know, like when I'm doing a prediction, I'm thinking about the team and what I think about the players and how they relate to the rest of the NFL. But, I mean, I really think you have to kind of try to look at each game and say, are the Steelers better than this team, yes or no, and, and that doesn't mean that they're going to work out that way. Um, as I wrote, I got the Steelers' record prediction right last year. I predicted them to go 9-8. and eight. And I won't just, you know, give myself a little <laughs> pat on the back. Yeah, don't hurt yourself, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't. I won't. Uh, Mike Tomlin said we're not going to hurt ourselves, pat ourselves on the back. But, like, I didn't get the order of the games right, but I think a lot of times that comes out in the wash, right? If you pick mm-hmm. them, if you peg their talent correctly, they're going to beat some teams they shouldn't beat, and they're going to lose some games they shouldn't lose. You know, if you look at last year's team, you know, no one thought they were winning at Cincinnati, right? You know, like that was very unexpected. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they get that one. Um, but, the, you know, then there's there's some the other way, right? Where they, you know, have a tough time with, uh, with, with the Ravens against the backup quarterback, right? And so, you know, I, I think there's uh, there's given. First,
0: time. Browns won two on Thursday night football when it was Jacoby Brissett, not, not taken yeah. away from yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That perfect those those two really stand out in that way so um i made this prediction and this is kind of lead to my story in that i think the natural instinct when we see a team on the rise and i think it's do do i need to make the case here that the Steelers are a team on the rise i think we can just i think we can acknowledge that right i don't don't think i need to to, to prove it to y'all um I think our natural instinct is to predict growth like little steps, right? And say, well, they were nine, seven last year. Maybe this year, they'll, they'll be nine, eight last year. Maybe this year, they'll be, you know, maybe they'll win 10 games. Maybe they'll win. They'll, they'll be nine 80, but they'll win a playoff game this time. You know, maybe they will be a little bit better. And I don't think that's the way it happens. I think, if you're transitioning a team from a down period to an up period, usually there's a jump and we're all like, Oh, where did this team come from? And I don't think it's should be that unexpected. Uh, and so I wrote in there that when the, in 1972, the Steelers won five more games than they had in 71. Bill Cowher's first year in 92, they won four more games than they had in 91 and in 04, they won nine more games than they had in 03. And that's sort of the lead into the three like most successful periods of this franchise. But I think that illustrates the way that it is not steps. It is not a, a line. It is often a big jump from uh, sort of also ran to legitimate contender. And I think these Steelers have the ingredients for that jump. They, they have youth but they are not young like that, that sports illustrated guy gets it all wrong here. We're like, Oh, they're too young. No, no, they're the perfect age. You have third year, Pat Fryermuth, third year, Najee Harris, second year, Kenny Pickett, second year, George Pickens. And then you have the third year, Dan Moore, but then you've got these veterans that you've wrapped around them. These guys like Alan Robinson and Isaac Samalo. there isn't a single rookie on this team that is going to be asked to do any heavy lifting. Like that's a young team. This isn't a young mm-hmm. team. This is a youthful team, but it's not inexperienced anymore. And then the veterans that got brought in and we've, we've talked about this here a lot. I just yeah. love how they fit together with the young guys. They have to make each other better. Isaac Salmolo has made the entire offensive line better. Uh, Patrick Peterson has made Joey Porter jr. Better. You know, Alan Robinson has, is not just a great on the field compliment to Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, but he's made them better. And I think that is the recipe to me for a team that is about to make a big jump.
0: No, and that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they are in a spot, like you said. I, that's why it's so hard to see where this guy's coming from with this Luke Lindholm. And, and like, Screw I just get, sorry, I keep going back to. I keep going back to it. It's just it's it's hard to see that he has the right perspective, even because if he could make a case for it, even though I wouldn't agree with it, I could you know at least see where he's coming from. I just I don't even see where he's coming from with it. That that's the thing that's that's really getting me on it. I don't. So
1: uh, my prediction, I think I'm out there on a limb, but win totals eight and a half. I said mm-hmm. over the win total, not only over yeah. the win total, will be the first team to hit the over on the win total in the entire NFL this year, mm. on their way to about an 8-2 and two start and a 12-5 and five finish.
0: Ooh, wow. How, okay, I wonder how the people are going to feel about this when the guy covering the team actually has them a game better than the fan talking on the show, because I have him at 11 and 6.
1: I, that's interesting. All right. Tell me why you're at 11 and six.
0: Um, I think it's so th- they got to split with the division in my mind in order to even be That's where I have up.
1: them. I've got them sweeping since uh, sweeping Cleveland. Oh, and two against Cincinnati and splitting with Baltimore, but you can divide those up however you want. I think a split with a yeah. division feels very realistic.
0: I, so what really gets me is the stretch of the last three um with cincinnati seattle baltimore i think they'll drop two of those if they only drop one
1: i would give them 12 i also have them winning two, uh losing two of those three i have them losing cincinnati, okay seattle but again i think you can mix and match
0: yeah so that's why i guess uh, i i was at 11 instead of 12 because of that last three i had them losing two instead of one so we have somewhere different
1: well, i only have them things. losing one other game outside of the division i have them losing to mm-hmm. seattle and then i'm losing to jacksonville in week eight um I've got to run on the table. I got to beat in San Francisco this week. I think that to me is like, I looked at this game a lot and I thought about it a lot. And I love the way the Steelers prepare for the season. I feel like the 49ers have had so many more distractions with, with will Bosa play? Will he not play? Is Purdy the guy? Is he not the guy? Is he the guy? And then is he healthy? We're trading Trey Lance. Uh, They've had a hectic and chaotic offseason, and the Steelers have I can't I can't remember a better offseason in Steelers history. I the Steelers take preseason very seriously. They played way more get, snaps in the preseason than the 49ers do. So I think they're gonna mm. win this game. And I've been thinking that they're gonna win this game. And then I, when I went to do this, I was like, there's no way I can make them beat San Francisco and then not have them win 12 games. Like that's just where I'm at. There's nobody, there are not five better teams than the San Francisco 49ers on the schedule there just aren't uh, or five tougher games i should say than this one coming up in week one and so if i think they're gonna beat san francisco i think they're a 12 win team now maybe they're if- just inconsistent and they start hot i don't know but i mm-hmm. i that's that's kind of how i got to that place where i am
0: that makes sense. And if so, if they win week one, my adjusted win total would be at 12 because so I actually you, you think Fran. they're
1: losing this week. That's what yeah. that's I think. Clear.
0: It's a, I think it's a like I had a really tough time picking it. I, I, I like flip of a coin, I ended up going with San Fran. But I'm kind of going against everything that I've said in terms of the way that they prepare in the preseason compared to the way the Steelers right. prepare in the preseason week one at home. Like all the ingredients are kind of there for the Steelers kind of talking myself out of the
1: prediction i've made on record about sam fran hear, but you can hear it i hear it <laughs> happening right now it's, if there was like a dial behind you like it started at 11 mm-hmm. and now it's just it's headed it's headed to 12 it's going this way
0: yeah i mean seriously like it could go either way obviously i hope i mean Steelers obviously
1: win. any of these are, and... are, are plausible but i i think i think some people have missed the boat about Kenny Pickett. I think the Steelers are going to be a very, very dangerous team this year. And look, I don't know that 12 and five gets them I don't think it'll get them in the division. I despite what I said about Cincinnati, like I, I still think they're you know you look at their schedule, that's about where they should be and I have the the Bengals sweeping the Steelers. So I mm-hmm. I said 12 and five is still a wild card. I think that's very possible too. It's an extremely good division. It's to um, be the
0: top wild card there, right? But it I, should
1: be the top wild card. It should be a yeah. home game. And, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, can I give a bold prediction
1: yes. for the season? Yes.
0: Allen Robinson leads the team in touchdowns. Receptions. Whoa,
1: that's bold.
0: But I like I'm. It. I think he's going to have a Jericho Cottery-esque 2013 season for the 2023 Steelers where it's like, a third or a fourth of his catches are touchdowns and like half of them are going to be third down and touchdowns combined. Like I think he's not going to have the volume, but I think it's going to be a
1: very important role. He's going to have that like Jerome Bettis, 2005 stat line, like nine (laughs) carries, 18 yards, eight touchdowns, like something (laughs) like that.
0: Yeah, I think every catch that he has is gonna be important. Like you're gonna be looking at it, it's like, oh, he had only five targets, four receptions, all four of them converted for first downs.
1: Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Pat Framuth, fantasy owners are gonna hate Allen Robinson as much as Yeah.
0: He's yeah, he's like a vulture in, in wide receiver. Yeah, form. he's a wide
1: receiver touchdown vulture. I, I I like it. It's 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 good. Can I make a bold non-steelers prediction? Yes. I want to get this one on the record. I've been feeling it for a while. The Jets are gonna suck. The, the, like, okay. People are hyping up the Jets, and then not only are they not right, they're wrong. They're gonna like three or four wins. Like they're gonna be terrible. Like Rodgers mm. might not even finish the year. Like it's it's gonna blow up and be a disaster.
0: I, I so you're taking it a step further. I have I said they weren't gonna make the playoffs, but like you're a a far cry from even that like I would bet that he
1: does not finish the season
0: I mean the big if that's the case that's probably the biggest concern of mine coming to fruition where I look at their tackle situation and I'm just like how is this you know what's your how are you going into the season with what 40 year old basically Dwayne Brown and Makai Becton who hasn't been shown them anything as your tackles for this guy like everything else was like, oh, we got. Well, let's bring in Dalvin Cook. Let's bring in these these. Let's bring in Randall Cobb because Aaron Rodgers wants him here. Let's bring in these weapons. None of it's been about actually protecting Aaron. I just I don't trust that offensive line, specifically the tackles.
1: No, I don't. I don't trust the offensive line. I, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. I and like, I think and and I despite their like talent hoarding ways, um, like. Where it matters, I don't think they're that good. Like, like they like they had CJ Uzoma and they got Tyler Conklin, and mm-hmm. but like neither of those guys is some kind of difference maker at tight end, right? I mean, like yeah. Michael Hardman, alan Lazard, and Randall Cobb are not ten like, million
0: I, dollar alan Lazard,
1: right? Like I, those guys are not difference makers Garrett Wilson is obviously really yes. good, but like this is not some kind of and then. They have like that. How many running backs can you play at one time, man? Like, that's like you got Brees Hall, you got Dalvin Cook, you drafted Izzy, you had Michael Carter. Uh, where like what it feels like there's a lot of replication, like, there's not that much difference between Alan Lazard and Michael Hardman and Randall Cobb. But who is the guy that is going to run downfield opposite Garrett Wilson? I, I don't know. It's and, and the offensive line. And not only is the outside not good, I'm not sure the inside is good either.
0: No, I like Elijah Vera Tucker, but yeah, I'm not sure about their other spots.
1: Yeah. And, and the, their defense should be good again. I mean, Quentin mm-hmm. Williams, Carl Lawson, uh, they, they got Will McDonald in the first round, who I really like. And um, who's the other end there? Uh, John Franklin Myers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think there's somebody else too, but like you know, and then sauce is, is obviously a great mm-hmm. corner, but, you know, will they be as dominant as they were last year? I don't know. like, I still think the the Bills are just a lot better. And, and I think the dolphins are in the same category. I don't know. And then, you know, how is this team going to handle adversity? Because I, I, I see some adversity on on the horizon for them. And my prediction is not well. You have a defensive uh, head coach, a very conservative defensive head coach, and you have Aaron Rodgers in there. You have an offensive coordinator that was basically laughed out of the league as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see things going real bad, real fast, and and that's, I I just I don't I don't buy it. I I, I don't.
0: Uh, Jermaine
1: Johnson and Solomon Thomas also. Jermaine Johnson writing. is the other guy. Okay, said, he was the first round okay. pick in a. In a mm-hmm. um, out of florida state another another uh edge rusher i really liked uh, from seeing at the senior bowl there yeah it's um that's that's another one for me you know i don't know if i have another one that bold but i'm i'm all in on being all out on the jets <laughs> okay i think the charge is uh, underrated i think that's uh i love what they did this off season. i love uh, I have them in the playoffs. Clinton Johnson in that uh, that yeah. receiving room feels dangerous to me.
0: I have them in the playoffs as a wild card. Although, man, I mean, I, I don't overreact to one game, but I, I could probably be the number one option for Patrick Mahomes right now in that receiving game without Travis Kelsey. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the Chiefs um, will
1: be fine. I'm not be fine, but... I'm not. I'm not wor- I, You know, I wouldn't be worried if I'm them, but. Uh, it wasn't great, you know. Maybe the chief, maybe it's not Cincinnati. Maybe it's the Chiefs that have a struggle year. You know, maybe maybe it's them instead. Yeah, it certainly it could be a possibility. Uh, it, any comments?
0: I, I, I wanted to get to this one, man. I mean, Thomas Brocious. We're rolling with Brocious now, by the way, because of the Thomas Scott day.
1: Brocious. Yeah, like that's am um, calling
0: him very passionate response here in regards to the Pickett versus Purdy debate that we had. Uh short answer, Pickett. But we don't want the short answer here. I'm gonna skim through some of these seven paragraphs that he gave to us here. Um, at one point, Thomas, not the biggest fan of of Tomlin, um, he saw how the Patriots used to undress his teams, only to realize that Ben Roethlisberger and his lack of preparation was the reason why. And that is why he is choosing Pickett because he sees the exact opposite in a guy like Pickett, a guy that wants to be. Uh, in the film room, a guy that is an absolute knower of ball and wants to learn as much ball as possible in Kenny Pickett. Remember those games with Tom Brady on the sideline looking at screenshots, diagnosing our defense mid-game? Ben would be looking off into space, ready to just go out there and wing it. Um, we have someone finally who takes preparation seriously, has grabbed leadership and respect of the locker room before he even established himself in the league as a player. Imagine what he will do to that locker room with even more years and more success under his belt. Kenny won't just elevate his teammates because of his playmaking ability, but as a culture builder who sets a standard of taking preparation seriously. Uh, If Ben had a tenth of Kenny's heart, He'd have been the best of all time. The player pick it over Purdy all day, unless it's in the exact situation that Purdy is in right now. The leader, you can't have enough Kenny pickets on your football team.
1: I mean, that's, um, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's there. I mean, he, was, Thomas I
0: think, was spitting.
1: I think Ben had heart. I think that's the one place where I think I might disagree with it. I think he had plenty of heart. I don't think that he approached the game as intellectually as Kenny Pickett does. One of the reasons I think it's very funny when people are like, why is it Ben the offensive coordinator or the quarterback's coach? And I'm like, do you remember Ben the (laughs) quarterback? His best play was go get open. All like hugging, chugging football. You know, like that's, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, guys. And it was great. It worked really well for him. He was great at it. Like, you know, you don't need to be the same player. Um, but I I think there's a lot of truth about Kenny Pickett's work ethic, Kenny Pickett's intellect, his ability mm-hmm. to lead, uh, set the tone for an offense. Like, he transformed the entire Pitt program. And this is a place that was bad to mediocre for most of 40 years before he got there. And he took him to a championship. The Steelers are not this organization in the doldrums. They do not need to be drug to greatness. Uh, Dragged, drug, dragged. I need need an editor. Um, But they, you know, so I think it's a great situation. I do love the call that though, like in his situation right now, Brock Purdy is better. You know, that is the one situation where you would rather have a Brock Purdy, a veteran team established great scheme with talent all around him yeah give me brock purdy but great comment scott brocious i don't know, probably hates that <laughs> or he's like 19 he doesn't know who the frick scott brocious is, <laughs> one or the other but or uh,
0: by chance his middle name actually is scott
1: maybe his mother calls him is scott, scott brocious yeah scott good good comment we appreciate you and nope. you know ball
0: Yeah, that is really the one that stuck out to me. There were a couple other ones. I mean, it was pretty much Pickett. There was one that came in as Purdy. Um, I guess I'll read that one. Y'all just out here crapping on Purdy uh, like he wasn't out there doing it. Go watch the film. Purdy outplayed him by a long shot. Pickett fans going out off guts, attitude, et cetera, et cetera. Purdy actually did it
1: on tape, regular season and playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, I mean, there's no question that Brock Purdy was the better player last year. That wasn't the question. The question was mm-hmm. who would you rather have now? Was was the question. So, yeah, I don't think there's there's no no doubt that, that Purdy was better than Pickett was last year. I don't know, that's 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 not even debatable. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Alan, anything else? No, man. Tomorrow on this channel, Derek Bell, Matt Geica scouting the San Francisco 49ers. Going to be fun. Going to do that every Saturday before the game. So now we're going to have six, count them, six podcasts a week. Five with me and Smitty and some combination of me, Smitty, and friends. Uh, And then one with Derek and Matt. Uh, Matt's great. I've known Matt forever. Worked with him in like nine different places and Mm -hmm. he's a smart guy approaches the things analytically and i think him and derek are going to be an awesome fit really excited to see what those guys can come up with so make sure you like and subscribe and hit the little bell for notifications but i will give you the heads up it's coming out saturday noon so just be watching for it and then um sunday game day will be absolutely at a sunday on twitter at pga Steelers now SteelersNow.com. all the stuff we talked about as far as my predictions are there i wrote a hurricane lead it's good go read it i make money
0: for sunday will the people we can tell them right now will we be getting a post game as well on the youtube channel
1: i don't know we haven't we haven't discussed this i think we should but i don't know we may okay. still need to figure that out also we need to if if you know maybe we need you and I need to take a couple laps to the parking lot on the way in. Oh, I am. Yeah, I be. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: That's I want to be able to visually show people that they are there in the state at the stadium, so they know exactly what we're talking about. Like this is what we want to see going forward. So right. I need some examples for the people. So that was already my plan. All right. All right. Uh, you guys can find me at Zachary Smith, PGH. Like Alan said, subscribe to the channel, leave us a like, hit that notification bell, hit us in the comments about anything that we talked about. We want to know what your predictions are for the season as well. Sunday, too. Give us those week one predictions as well. Uh, if you're not on YouTube and you're listening to us somewhere else, be sure to leave us a five star review, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. You can find us anywhere that you're doing your podcasts. Uh, for Alan Saunders, I'm Zachary Smith. Thanks for jumping in and taking another ride on the Steelers afternoon drive.